Was that you or the dog? That was the dog. Oh, God. Here we go. Welcome to your favorite 30-ish minutes of the day. This is the Precisely Simple Podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from, well, not today, not just the manufacturing world, but all the working worlds. Uh, here we will dive headfirst into the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. I'm Brandon. And I'm Kyle. And we have two other guests today. Who else is with us today? Uh, you. Brandon. Oh, hey, it's another Brandon. Hey. Because <laughs> one apparently wasn't enough. <laughs> if you ask other people who know me, they say that's wrong. And then... Natasha. Nice. Nice to have the both of you. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, small talk. Normally, at the very beginning, we ask how the work week went. Because more often than not, we know by Friday how how we're really going to handle the weekend because of how bad the week was. And the, we, we judge the week by red light, yellow light, green light, just like the old game you used to play as a kid. <laughs> so, uh, so Kyle, I'll start with you. Red light or green light this week? Green light. Really? Light Full on. Yep. See, that's the thing. So Kyle's trying to knock out as much possible work as they can leading up to the holiday time so they can actually get some time off. Uh, okay. Which, if anybody works in a shop, knows that that doesn't what time off. I don't, well, I don't, what's that? How dare you speak of that? <laughs> Not a thing. And Natasha's like, "Time off? That's cute. No, <laughs> holiday time is insane. That means I have to work more." <laughs> yes, exactly true. Huh. Brandon, how was your week today at work? Um, I'd actually probably say it was more of a yellow week. Oh, you were lazy. <laughs> Started off. Started off very productive, but took uh, took a downhill slide. Oh, yeah. Oh, but okay. Good, nice and ambiguous. I appreciate that. Yeah. That helps a lot. Sure. Thank Not you. Good. <laughs> what about you, Natasha? I would say green. Yeah. It's uh, getting busy for you know holidays, and um, it's yeah. As long as it's stable and consistent, I'm. That's great. Oh, all right. Same here. Green light. But it was like an awful, painful, terrible green light. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are uh, two weeks out from uh, the Thanksgiving break, and then my students start their performance finals, which I'm still not entirely sure how I'm going to have digital students perform any type of manufacturing work digitally. I don't mm. know how that translates, but I'll figure it out. I've got time to figure it out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, man, they are working. I uh, listen. I've told them this. This was something that my teacher in in tech school would tell me on days that we had to be busy. And I've brought this up on the on the podcast before. It, the, the whole last week has been asses and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time that was something that he used to say to me. He said that that's that's all I want to see. That means you're in there working, and you're not turning away from the machine. And that's the way our students have been. Uh, you know, one of the projects that they were working on, as as much as COVID has been what it is, um, I have them making face masks and like coming up with their own designs. Because you guys, uh, some of you had seen my uh, Jason Voorhees mask and they love that. Right. Right. And so I said, come up with your own. And half the kids did anime. Wow. Which is kind of cool. Hmm. One kid thought he would get away with the fact that he found a 3D model online of the anime mask he wanted to make and just made it. And I was like, yeah, I'll let you do that. But you still have to finish making it a mask. It was just the front face piece. <laughs> <laughs> and after he had made that front face piece and realized he had to figure out how to make it work afterwards, oh, he made his work twice as hard if, unless he had just done it the right way to right. begin with. But, but at the end of it, he finished it today, and it was, it was okay. He did all right, so... That's a win. I'll take it. Yeah. Right? Got creative gene going. Yeah. You got to fire it up somehow, sometimes, get them, to get them all involved. Okay. Uh, Kyle, do you want to introduce us to what we're doing for the season finale? Our season finale. Season finale. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. It's so good. Right. Thank God. Oh. So to kind of finish out the season um, and really finish out our series on blue collar and skills gap, in manufacturing is kind of really what we've been hounding on and, and trying to explore and uh, educate different people about different ways to do things and different ways to achieve goals in their life. And um, we essentially evolve a discussion to state of different trades, skilled labor, education, uh, path to education, stuff like that. So 
uh, as we do our uh, season finale, we wanted to invite a group of guests from different backgrounds who have chosen different paths and and they're all very independent people have gone di different ways in their career paths but um all have a an interesting story so that's that's really what what this is um we've got a couple of questions that all of us are going to really discuss um, but it, we, we should have a variety of answers so i'm i'm very excited to hear uh, how each person answers this and and kind of the conversation that spawns really there you go okay so okay so the first one i'll just dive right in let's just do it uh so first let's properly uh introduce the other two people that are here tonight um so uh, natasha tell us about yourself so i am um, actually am a hairstylist mm -hmm. and uh, i was doing that for about four years in a you know standard ideal salon um that we're all familiar with and I branched out on my own, started my own business, and I actually rent out a suite um, from a bigger company. So I can come and go as I please and take my clients and um, do my work. And I am my own boss. And mm. it's been that way for about 10 years now. Nice. Making, That's awesome. Making, two, two, making one half of this uh, entire podcast look uh underachieving thank you that's nice <laughs> goals <laughs> brandon what about you i am not my own boss <laughs> Damn I, uh, I work for a local uh, masonry contractor here in atlanta or metro atlanta area uh, i've been doing estimating for them for eight and a half years now okay and before that i was doing estimating for um hardscape landscape company i did that for Four and a half years. Okay. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I help head up the the estimating department for our company and scheduling and bidding and that's pretty much Monday through Friday, <laughs> ten hours a day. There you go. <laughs> and then for those of you who don't who don't know the situation, Brandon is fight has everything working against him to keep him awake at the moment <laughs> because he is in what is the comfiest chair I've got almost in 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 the studio here and then he's got both of my dogs laying on his lap asleep yep and he is only halfway through a coffee yep. and a full belly of sushi yeah bedtime <laughs> <laughs> everything fighting against him to make this work the only thing that ever keeps him awake this late is when we're playing video games yeah so there you go uh and then let's dive into the first one here so what is the best part about what you do and and I'll and I'll lay out the whole thing so we can keep the discussion wide at, wide open. Uh, how would you how would you find a way to kind of open somebody else's eyes really to the possibility of the success that you've experienced? Because it's not necessarily uh, normal, you know, for some of it. Like like not the ideal. And I say that because I see people who are who are at their youngest, you know, at 17, 18 years old, being told this is the path you should take, and mm -hmm. it's almost always a I mean, I'm going to get half a dozen, you know, poli sci degrees and, and two thirds of them are going to be baristas and the other ones are going to be not knowing what to do with themselves, but we're all, they're all being directed in the same direction. And, and so what is, yeah. So what is it about what you do that makes it the best? And then, you know, how would you open somebody else's eyes to that possibility? I, I think you're really downplaying the underwater basket weaving degree here. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> this is his favorite degree <laughs> it is i mean it's available at every school community college four-year university and ivy league if you, um, if you and if you watch house hunters for some reason one person there always has it and their their budget is like 1.8 million dollars yeah. hi this is this is tim uh he uh plants shrubs and, <laughs> She has an underwater bass weaving degree, and their budget is one point eight million. With a restoration budget of two million. Um, they have one and a half children and seven dogs. That's every episode of Outsiders. Like, oh my god. Anyway, uh, I, I have derailed us. Uh, we'll get back so, on track. So uh, the best part about what I do is. 
I can get up every single day and truly enjoy what I'm doing, no matter how easy or hard it is. Hmm. Do you and though? I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. As does. much as I want to murder half my employees sometimes. <laughs> um, it's, I, I have worked for decades, uh, to get where I am. And, uh, it, just in the, even last year, it's really been fulfilling to, to really see all of my work and everything actually coming together. Um, and, you know, actually reap some of the success of, of years and years and years of hard work. And does I'm it, it just getting started? It does it make it better that you had to hustle as hard as you yes. did as long as you did? Yes, because I, I appreciate it more what I have now, and I learned from a lot of past mistakes, uh, and I'm just overall more educated about uh, business and how to deal with people and how to scale and uh, manufacturing and uh, just dealing with every part of owning your own business. Now, the two of you do not feel limited in any way that you have to wait until anybody is done or to even share what you want. Dive right in. Well, the best part about what I do as a hairstylist, I think, is really being able to help clients and really change maybe how they feel or just their whole I mean, their whole day, I mean, they can come to me with some issues, um, you know, whether it's about their hair or even life sometimes. Okay. Is it true that you're like, you're like a version of a bartender that you're like hearing all the stories? Oh, of course. Um, I mean, I think you, you kind of earn credits to have a minor in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Because... I mean, yeah, it's definitely a safe place. Um, you sometimes become a third party and, you know, can listen to people. But more so on the hair side of things, uh, yeah, it, people, you can change the whole effect of people and how they feel when they feel good about themselves. Um, and so... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of rewarding to be able to do something in 30 minutes or maybe two hours at most. And it just changes their whole attitude and makes them feel good about themselves. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Now, I don't think some of the things like what you do, I don't think necessarily get enough credit until you try to cut your own hair or your dog's <laughs> hair or somebody else's. <laughs> and you realize, Oh, I'm sorry. This is a skill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is like you learn at that point that you're really only good at is shaving the head. Right. <laughs> and your skills are when you have to fix problems that other people have created yeah. on their own hair or nice. from someone different. Oh, God. I haven't heard that in forever. I'm glad you picked it up. Oh. The sound that was it. in the background was uh, Kyle's Nightmare Before Christmas cuckoo clock. It's in my office. In his office. Oh, wow. It used to go off all the time during the previous recording, oh, and funny. it just became a thing. And uh, I have not heard that in a minute. <laughs> that was awesome. Crazy. That means it's the top of the hour. Uh, it is top of the hour. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what about you, man? Um, I guess the, the thing I enjoy the most of, of mine is I'm very like OCD when it comes to my work. So I go in every day knowing that... I'm going to have very similar tasks throughout the day, but I get to see a project essentially be built on a screen during takeoffs and stuff like that from start to finish before anyone else gets to. Oh, yeah. Um, So I enjoy that aspect a lot. Uh, I also enjoy the math side of it, which is kind of crazy because coming through school, I couldn't wait to be done with math. (laughs) I was like, I'll never use this again. And now I, I literally use it every day to get a paycheck at the end of the week. I remember hearing, I remember having fifth grade and sixth grade teachers saying, you're going to have to learn your multiplication tables because you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. <laughs> Showed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Now, now you said OCD about that. Now, tidbit here: you're sitting across from your your lovely wife. And would she necessarily agree that you bring that trait home? No, no, I definitely do not. No, um, but it's when I do my work. Like I, 
am down to using the same color on my on-screen takeoffs for each item. Oh, that's on awesome. each project, and I take off the same steps every time. Literally lean tools. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my my wife would say the exact same thing. I can be very meticulous with. Uh, my classroom and how I keep it organized. We have one particular drawer that I've warned the students that if it doesn't stay that way, I lock it and they don't get the tools. <laughs> and uh, and then I come here and I'm an absolute mess. Absolute chaotic mess. Um, and that's when the wife picks up the OCD yeah. part of it. Yeah, and then she gets it. Yeah. But it's nice because since Brandon is OCD at work, he can appreciate mine when mm-hmm. I get home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I... um. You know, my career, you know, my career made the, the dramatic change to, to doing the teaching. I had always enjoyed it. I had a chance to do it as a in tech school, uh, teaching night classes, and that was pretty cool. And that was when I figured out I loved it. But, uh, you know, I think, oh, man, I think now the best part of it is when I see them click, you know, when they finally get engaged. Because getting a teenager to be into something and engaged in something that's other than something they want to do, mm-hmm. which is yeah. usually Xbox or something like that. Oh, right now it's Among Us, if you don't know. The video game Among Us is all the rave. Yeah. That's good, all yeah. they play. Um, uh, it's hard, but when they when they get into it and they're like, yeah, this is it, and you see that like kind of light bulb hit, and that's, that's when you're like, okay, this was a win. Today was a good day. Hmm. Now, before that, as a machinist, I love the idea that I, I never am missing a tool. Because even if I don't have the tool... I have what I need to make the tool, <laughs> and then I will be just fine. Like, uh, the best example I always have of that is, you know, like, the hook and eyes that you put in the ceiling to um, to hang, like, hang hanging shelves sure. and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. How much of a pain in the butt is it to try to get that thing just to get it started correctly, right? Right. right. Yeah, so I made a tool that goes into the drill that grabs an eye and just goes, and just drills it up into the ceiling. Yeah, I mean... That would definitely be... That would be helpful. Yeah. That would be great. That's my favorite part. You <laughs> can, can make it. I can make it. Absolutely. Okay, so so in knowing all that, how would you... How would you try to convince somebody that this is possible? You know, like that it's... That, that there's nothing... That I guess that there's nothing wrong with it going in this direction. I mean, Brandon, you went to college. Yeah, I'm. I grew up in that hearing that you know if you're going to make it past high school you should you need to do the college prep course you need to go to college get a four-year degree in something other than history or english or um basket weaving yeah something like that. <laughs> and, uh, so that's you know that was the route i went and i actually went to school for mechanical engineering okay um and quickly found out that i did not have what it took to get through all of those classes <laughs> <laughs> changed my degree to uh, construction management and was fortunate enough that when I graduated, I was immediately picked up by a company and went to work. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. You say, you know, you started on a path that you thought that you would enjoy and like, and sometimes it's not until we actually get in there and actually have some sort of experience to know, is this, does this work for me and will I like it? And, you know, you were able to navigate that, obviously, and change that. Yeah. I mean, I, I still had a lot of courses that were based off engineering, the structures courses, you know, metal, concrete, wood, general structures. It's all physics-based stuff. Right. And, um that kind of stuff intrigued me. I just, when I graduated, I happened to get picked up for an estimating position and that's where I kind of found my, my calling, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that's the thing is it, if you can find your passion, I think it's very easy to be successful. And I think people define, can define success in different ways. Okay. It doesn't always have to be, Oh, I'm successful because I make X amount of dollars, but you know, there's things that there's other ways to feel successful and feel fulfilled. And, um, you know, having, being able to find that passion is going to naturally drive you. And I think it's going to drive you to be successful. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, um, you know, it's, I think it's, I'd like to know the percentage of how many people go to college thinking that they're going to 
do something and they get a certain degree mm-hmm. and do they actually end up in that field and be and are actually I'm doing stay that. In that and see kyle was talking about we were talking about it at that in the beginning of the series about how especially in the situation we're having now like a recession or a pandemic where people lose their jobs and lose their careers you know the standard normal white collar career and go well man i really love working with wood maybe i should try to do something with this and then right. completely 180 their yeah. entire career plan right because they figure that out right yeah, I mean, I think it'd be really neat to have more education where you kind of start in certain fields to really get hands-on experience and mm-hmm. to know. And so I think that can really help find that passion. And then you can work off of that. And I mean, if if you're doing something you love, I think anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a nice benefit to wake up in the morning and not completely dread having to go to work and do something. Right. Um there are days, don't get me wrong. Where I mean, there's I'm, always going to be those days. Just, I don't want to deal with this. I can't deal with this today. I, but you find a way to get through it and right. push on. Yeah. Okay. God. 27%. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something you beat me to it. <laughs> I was like, Kyle? <laughs> 27% of college graduates work in their... Oh God, that's the actual number. Wow. wow. That was the clicking was we heard you, you figured out the number. He was Googling it. Holy yeah. cow. So twenty seven percent of people stay in the field that they graduated for uh, with? Yes. Mm. I feel special. Yikes. Yeah, you're one of the few. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh, I mean uh, that well as a mine. Sorry, dolphin. I guess that's true. <laughs> no, I didn't go to be a teacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're teaching manufacturing. Oh, which is yeah, I guess that what's your counts, yeah. I know. That's uh, true. Certificates and all those so far. Can I just tell you something? I'm waiting for the day for one of those kids to say, I heard if you can't do, you teach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> let's, let's have a talk. <laughs> I hadn't even yeah. thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what character traits? So what is, give me... What has served you best? What has helped you do the best in this? Patience. Uh, in your what? Patience. <laughs> Patience. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Are we talking about at home or at work? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, it's the first thing that popped into my head when I saw these pre notes or whatever that came over at yeah. midnight. <laughs> I don't think it was quite midnight that I sent those over. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I've recently been given this new challenge, we'll say, at work um, of dealing directly with customers for samples and stuff that they're needing for upcoming projects and their design boards and that kind of thing. And um, having that introduced into my bid schedule as well as my schedule of dealing with our field guys and all that, finding the patience to, I don't know how to say this without <laughs> just completely bashing into another company or a person, but people don't understand that I'm not just sitting around waiting for someone to call me and be like, hey, could you drop off you know these four stone samples? And oh, by the way, I also need the mortar and the brick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're not like the guy walking around Home Depot asking, is there anything I can do to help? Exactly. I'm not sitting on a nest of samples under my desk or something like that. Right. It takes time to get these. So learning that I have to have the patience and if I can communicate, which apparently is a big challenge for me, according to my wife. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. There's always room for improvement. Um, <laughs> wow. um, Areas of opportunity. If, if I communicate to people, most people are, you know, very understanding that it takes a little bit of time to get something done. Right. So if I have patience and can, can communicate that on to someone else, they typically have patience as well. So that's that's been one of the traits slash like characteristics that have most recently come to light for me. Okay. Yeah, communication is key to me. Um, I think, you know, more so just being able, in my situation, as far as the hair side of things, is really being able to listen. 
you need to listen to what the needs are of people, your customers, your clients, whoever. Um, in you know, my case, I'm providing a service. And so, you know, sometimes we just kind of live in our, you know, talking about Brandon's situation, people just kind of live in their own world. And for me, I need to understand them and be able to communicate properly right. to know exactly what they need and want so I can deliver that to them. And, um, you know, because it's not about me. I don't have to wear the hair. I don't have to go home with it, you know? <laughs> like, they got to deal with it, and I don't want them coming back and being upset with me. <laughs> so You're like, I can cut it off, but I'm having a heck of a time putting that piece back right. on. <laughs> I can't glue it back on. Well, you can, but you don't want to pay for it. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Kyle? Um, the, the patience is definitely one uh, more recently than anything, just as the company's gotten bigger and um, I've, I've had to deal with multiple different personalities and dealing with other other people because the reason I started my own company is because I have authority issues and <laughs> don't, don't, don't like answering other people. <laughs> so... Um, definitely that but 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 also um you know forcing myself to grow as a person um and figure out what my skills but weaknesses are and being able to actually work on them oh wow uh, so, that's, that's the, yeah i was gonna absolutely. say yeah yeah hmm. eat, eat, eating some humble pie every once in a while is not a bad thing uh and if you can grow uh, your company will be better for it and you'll be a better person at the end of the day and you know, success finds that. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to grow and learn and it's yeah. good just in your trade and just how technology develops or anything you like, you want to stay on your a game and you want to be able to provide, you know, the best of the best, if, you know? Um, so education, absolutely. I completely agree. Definitely important. It doesn't necessarily have to come in a four year degree or a master's, but just, continuing to be willing to learn and grow can really make a difference. See, that lines up with something we had talked about uh, before. And I had talked about with the students where, you know, I've told them that doing your, just, just trying to be the best at whatever it is you're choosing to be mm -hmm. you know, like whatever path it is, whether you're going to be the, a 3d printer technicians or a CNC machinist or whatever, uh, that it's not going to do you any possible, you know, it's not going to do any good to try to chase the the money and try to chase the, mm -hmm. the success. Like the success will just follow. That's a byproduct of Absolutely. you being better at what you're trying to do. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like that really, yeah, I feel like that's really true. And the humility part, I mean, I experienced the humility part this week. I was having a discussion with a coworker. And they were going to try to introduce something, you know, into the lessons, but they hadn't used the equipment. And they're like, I don't know how to do it. I haven't done the training yet, so I can't show it to the students. And, you know, I have no idea how to use that. And I'm like, I, you know what, we're, and we were pointing out a machine. It was actually one of those UV resin printers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and they were like, oh yeah, that's, that's really cool, but I don't know how to use those. And I said, neither do I. And they were like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, I have no clue. And I had a student this week who was trying to use the software to run it. And they said, Mr. where do I find this? Well, Dolphin, where do you find this? And I was like, I, I don't know. And they're like, okay. And then they asked another question. Well, how do I do this? And I said, I need you to look at me. And he turns around and looks at me and I says, I've never used it before, ever. I have no clue, but I think you can figure it out. And when you do, I need you to show me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I've had some pushback with some people that I've talked to about that. You know, because they, they, it's that attitude of like, you know, well, I should know this. I'm the, I'm the teacher or I'm the boss. I'm the one that should know this. And half the time I'm like, guys, I, I have no idea. Yeah, if I don't, people. yeah, I'm like, I'm still figuring this out. And if you can figure it out, that that's going to be incredible. And, uh, and yeah, I've seen a lot of luck in that. Like even before teaching, when I was uh, managing a department before this, I had no problem telling the subordinates, I, I have no idea how to do this. Can you figure this out? Let me know. Just the empowerment of that alone, mm -hmm. yeah. enormous. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of puts a feather in your cap for the person that's being given that challenge. If you can come through with, it, you know, the solution to it. Yeah. I mean, because anybody, you know, anybody can lead upward. You know, you don't have to be the one being led. You can always, yeah. you know, lead the other people above you. And that's no, there's no problem with that. So that's, 
I would agree. The humility thing. Um, and it, I think that's really cool that you were honest about that because sometimes, you know, we're really great at our skills and our trade or whatever industry that we're in. But part of having a good business is also building good relationships mm-hmm. with people and very much people. Yeah. And, and building trust. That's huge. Um, and then, you know, if, if, you know, you've got people that are coming back to you because they trust you and um, they believe in you and your product and you, you can be honest if you know what, I may not have the answers, but I'm going to figure it out too for you. Yeah. But you know, that's where people are going to start referring and you know, you're going to, your business can grow because of the relationships you have with people and that trust that it's built on. And, and they're really, you know, coming to you more so than anything else. Um, and that's, I think, really important to have those relationships. That seems totally universal, like Absolutely. everywhere. Yeah. Well, the, the, the whole word of mouth um, marketing, it's, it's, it's as much or more powerful than anything you could print, do a commercial for, mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, p- people are going to take a personal interaction or a personal recommendation over anything they see or hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It says so much more. It's more powerful. And I mean, yep. I haven't even had to really invest into advertising or Groupons or anything like Marketing that for my industry. Anything, yeah. Word of yep. mouth absolutely has Ooh. driven my entire business and, you know, constantly bringing in new clients. Yeah. I mean, Very it's simple. funny we hit that topic because I actually picked up three jobs this week. They weren't big jobs by any means. They're two insurance jobs and then one uh, just repair work. Mm-hmm. But it was from homeowners that had seen our company's trucks out at other jobs and talked to oh, yeah. the homeowners and the builders of those projects. And those people were told, like, these are the best people we've had doing this line of work. Give them a call. They'll get you set up. Yep. So I feel like this is, and it, it feels like it really shows off the best with, with, with skilled work. Right. I mean, yeah. you think about every time if your air conditioner goes out, the first thing you're going to do is ask anybody, Hey, does anybody know an air yep. AC mm-hmm. person that they trust yep. to yeah. come to the house? Your car starts breaking down. Is there anybody, is there a shop that I can go to that isn't going to screw me over? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I see that the most with the people who have a skill and I don't, I don't necessarily know why a portion of that community decided that, that because they knew that skill and others didn't, that they can completely hose people <laughs> and <laughs> take others down. Yeah. And I don't yeah. understand why there's also a portion where the assumption is that we're there to hose those people and, right. and take yeah. them down for that. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. That's actually another interesting dichotomy. I didn't even think about, um, but yeah, I that's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's building the relationships and building the trust and I feel like that's all connected and like you said, if holding holding a certain level of humility like humbling yourself before somebody generally I feel like it always disarms somebody. And it I've does. had yeah, right? Yeah. Well, cuz you got to think especially in in large industry and stuff like that, most people higher up are expected to be sold to. So if you're not trying to BS them or, or, you know, try to pull a fast one or something like that and you say, look, look, I, I don't know, I, I can, I can do my research and I can get back to you or uh, anything like that. That, that. That's what we tell our employees all the time. Like, I would rather you tell me you have no idea, but you're going to go find out than mm-hmm. just start babbling or making something up or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're absolutely. Yes. You're absolutely right. Because, um, I had, <laughs> it was really graphic, but I had this with some of my, <laughs> my student. I have students and I have digital students, you know, we're doing everything because of COVID it's, it's hybrid. It's back and forth. And I had one that had been gone for a while and showed back up and I, and I outright said, I said, what's going on? And one of them just started to try to say, well, I have this and this and this. Just don't, just don't just, just tell me the truth. I can handle truth, but I can't handle mess. Yeah. And one of them just outright said, I've been slacking off. I haven't wanted to do it. I'm not here. I said, okay, now we have something to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Now I know we, where we can go from here. And uh, yeah, you're right. Even when it's bad, you're like, okay, I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> Sidebar yeah. from that, my wife and I took the policy of 
uh, you know, when people, and I know you've all done this, when, when people are asking you to go do something or if you have plans or people want to make plans to go do something and it's the thing you don't want to do or the people you don't want to be with or something like that, <laughs> like, hey, we're inviting the such and such is over. I hate those people. I don't want to go. Instead of coming up with that <laughs> excuse because everybody recognizes us, well, you know, we got a long day tomorrow. Might go to... Might go to Target, Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have enough time. I don't know if anybody have time. <laughs> Thank you for giving the reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just don't do the excuse. It's like, yeah, I would love to go, but I, that sounds terrible. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And more often than not, I've had extremely positive responses from those people because they know you're not you're not blowing smoke. You're just like, right. all right, well, that's a fair, that's fair honest I answer. That. Okay, I can handle that. You know, yeah. one of them was to go for a hike. And if anybody knows, I am not a fan of the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we want to go on a hike. And I said, this sounds amazing. And I'm so excited for the people you've included, except I hate the outdoors and I don't want to go. <laughs> but thanks for asking. But thanks for asking. I appreciate the offer. That's why we don't invite them out on the boat very often. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, no. I'm not a fan. I've been very clear about that. I do not like to be on the boat. <laughs> Trapped. I can't get out. <laughs> Okay, so um, so this is interesting. So tell me about the background. So the two of you, how did you get to this point? Like, was it planned? Were you going to do this? I know Brandon kind of alluded to that with, with going ME and then changing. Yeah, I mean, it was not planned for me at all. Um, once I, I actually changed from construction, or um, sorry, mechanical engineering mm -hmm. to teaching for half a semester. Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know about that. What? Yeah. I, uh, when I... When I dropped out of the mechanical engineering program, I was enrolled in an English class, um, and the professor really like got me thinking and going towards the education side. Like I was reading what? like his own book that had me intrigued. I was writing these stories that he thought were fantastic, and I was like, I can do this. So the next semester, I signed up for to be. Um, like second, what is this? Um, a student teacher? No, like high school level. Oh, teaching. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To Secondary. Go that. Yeah, yeah. So I made it about half a semester and dropped all those classes. <laughs> <laughs> Went into construction. Well, there you go. And, uh, um, and what got me interested in the construction side was seeing these groups of people that were going outside and doing survey classes and building little like mini houses and stuff like that i was like well where do i sign up for that like i'm sure if i had seen underwater basket weaving i would have wanted to sign up for that one too but <laughs> everybody does everybody <laughs> wants that one so i started looking into that and found construction management was actually a program and and was a very popular one at you know the college i went to and mm -hmm. signed up for it and got into it and it it was something that i enjoyed going to like i've had the the hands-on from all of the structures classes to, you know, we, for a semester, we had to go work for Habitat for Humanity and help build houses and doing surveys where we were, you know, mapping out the entire campus as part of your final exam. And um, there was a lot of hands-on stuff that really intrigued me. Oh, there you go. And um, I really enjoyed, like, my actual degree at that point. So... But yeah, that that's not what I went to school for at all. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> planned for me, it seems like everyone else had it planned for me because <laughs> I uh, my mother had a dance studio, and um, so I grew up dancing and competing, and so I was the one that could do everyone's hair for competitions, and all the moms were like. Oh, you're going to be a hairstylist when you grow up. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so you. sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was something that kind of came natural and easy to me. And um, even like through high school, I actually did art classes and ended up getting little small scholarships for summer classes and knew I was good with color. And, and so that was easy. Um, and, you know, I actually started going to a community college and really had no idea what I was going to do, um, kept trying different paths and it just didn't seem right. And I had, um, a family member through a marriage that, uh, not my marriage, but 
Nope. Um, just to clarify. <laughs> um, she was like, you just need to try this. And she was actually in the salon suites um, running her own business. And I said, well, if I'm going to do hair, I'm going to do hair like this. Um, because I, you know, work better kind of one-on-one. And um, actually through retail, um, I kept getting thrown in these like management positions. And I had no idea why. Um, so it's kind of interesting because I went to hair school and, um, in this process, I actually did the Meyer Briggs test assessment. And I really think that's awesome because, um, I started realizing why I kept getting thrown into management. So do tell, um, well, (laughs) I think my first, I think my first recommended, uh, career path would have been aerospace engineering. Jeez. Right? In the military. And I really, you know, I understand, like, I'm a very, I'm a big rule follower. I'm kind of black and white when it comes to business. Um, I, you know, I, as my personality, I don't worry about conflict and um, I'm typically a natural leader. And I, I guess I, I'm, I'm, I have a good work ethic and I just work hard. I want to do the work for other people a lot of times. So, um, Anyway, uh, I keep getting thrown in these management positions. And so when I realized that I like working one-on-one and kind of on my own, it was, you know, I, I did hair and started in the salon industry, you know, the, the actual standard salon to build clientele. But as soon as I got back around, um, like once I got on my own, having my own business, I started being able to incorporate those management skills and the things that I was good at with that talent and something that kind of came naturally to me. So it kind of just came full circle. And, um, and I actually really enjoy psychology just as a fun little, you know, you know, just a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And so some people it's basket weaving. How beneficial (laughs) if you're a hairstylist in a salon one-on-one and everyone's pouring their hearts out to you. So (laughs) kind of, um, definitely gave me a lot of, um, I don't know, it, it, it fulfilled me in a lot of different ways. Um, so I kind of fell into it, but everything made sense yeah. when I got there. So. so everybody was right. They were like, oh yeah, this is her. And everyone was right. And... <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> well, but I can were, admit. You were in good company. They saw the something that I didn't see. Yeah. Um, what was your, I, Kyle, what, Kyle, what was, what was the plan for you? Where, how did you uh, even get to this? I don't know. Cause I have such a crazy background. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always knew I wanted to be involved in creation of things or modification of things. I mean, I, I grew up on a farm building stuff, started welding at nine. Um, so it, it, I knew it was going to be something and that's kind of what draw drew me to engineering school was I wanted to always know more or, or figure out how to know more. And you know, so I, having the mechanical aptitude early on and going into school that way, it really, I guess, jet setted me through engineering school. And I just, I, I can't, I can't turn off the wanting to know more. Uh, I, I'm always looking of new technology, how to push something, how to go faster. Like when I worked with Brandon, um, well, in the company with him, I, I was in R and D. And I did um, decently well, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. We, it was mostly good. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we landed some very high-profile jobs because of some of the R&D I did and um, pulled a couple patents out of it and a couple new uh, materials and stuff like that. So I was always drawn to that. But, you know, getting into my own company and even to where we are today it it is 100% a product of my background and how varied and vast it was and I, you know i have both the trade school training and the, the the skills training but i also have the the higher education on the mechanical engineering side and it's this weird odd combination but it's 100% 
the reason I am where I am. Right. Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever could have planned it that way. It was just the way it worked and the way my mind thought this is the way, this is the way I want to learn stuff. This is the way I want to um, be educated, I guess. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, I uh, I didn't... I'm sitting here thinking about how I would respond, how I'm going to respond to the exact same discussion topic. <laughs> and I'm realizing, I think I came full circle without even realizing it. Because Well, that, that and I beat you over the head about going into education up, for who knows how long. Shut up. So you're in the same boat. Everyone knew what you should be doing yes. before you did. Whatever. <laughs> oh, don't even give me that. I, <sighs> I've been telling you that for years of how amazing of an educator you would be and what is it second year you are recognized by the state <laughs> or something like so no the it didn't state happen couldn't get it through to no you. no i didn't i didn't say but, come on i don't know what you're talking didn't about didn't you didn't you help with classes or something like that previously too a couple uh, years ago yeah yeah i did i um that's how it started on this this direction i was uh spending some time after work helping mentor a uh, first robotics team and i was like this is awesome i enjoy this this is cool and uh, the guy the teacher who was the sponsor of that he said you know you should really consider doing this this you would be good at this and i'm like you know i hear that <laughs> <laughs> and uh i said but you know i'm pretty good where i am and and then you know opportunity presented itself and and they were like hey you should come teach high schoolers and i was like i am not spending all day trying to deal with with 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but we'll pay you much less than you're making. And I'm like, oh, well, that's <laughs> the case. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, you know, I, my direction was really kind of all over the place because coming out of high school, um, you know, I joined seminary. So uh, I guess really, if you think about it, going from, from priesthood around to teach. I guess both were a level of teaching, just a little bit different, mm -hmm. different pathways. Uh, so they're very similar, but yeah, that was my original plan was, uh, uh, going into, uh, being a Catholic priest. And then that, <clears throat> that didn't quite pan out, you know, wanted to spend being more, they put you into isolation for quite a long time to do that. And, uh, wasn't ready to do that. Wasn't willing to, to, to handle that. And then, Worked for a print shop, but really worked for a print shop in a high-tech company, so that was kind of neat. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was like, this sucks. Got to, <laughs> this is terrible. Got, got to where I absolutely hate what I was doing and hated everything. And, and saw a thing that said, uh, go to a trade school. Go to, and this is one locally here in, in, in Georgia. I, hell, actually, I'll name them off. Linear Tech um, in, out of Oakwood, but now they're in North Gainesville, Georgia. Um, they, they have a program called motorsports via vehicle technology, which is essentially learn how to be a race car mechanic. And that sounds nice. cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's an exciting program. Um, and, uh, I said, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, 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 that sounds cool. And I was like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, did that and could, didn't get accepted because they only accepted them at a certain time and said, they said, why don't you try machining for a while? It's like, all right, I can do that. Whatever. I just quit my job. So I got to figure out something. So I started machining and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then, uh, and this, this, I think this relates back to the same, the trait question from earlier. Uh, you know, I got my first job actually working for a race car manufacturer, uh, because I walked in the door on a, on a Monday Asked for an application, filled out an application, turned in a resume, said, let me get the job. You know, can I speak to somebody? And they said, nobody's available. So I came back the next day. Hey, it's such, you know, the, the plant manager, is he available? No, he's not here. I'm sorry. I came back the next day. Is the plant manager here? Well, he's at lunch. Okay, great. I'll wait. And then uh, finally worked. By the fourth day, uh, the guy came out to the front, irritated, irritatedly so. And says, you've been here. What can I do? What can I do for you? What do you need? And I remember the words to this day because I... Yeah, it was awesome. And I said, I shook his hand because we used to be able to shake hands back then. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so long -COVID. ago. It's pre-COVID. Way long ago. Uh, and I said, you know, my name is, is Brandon and I'm the best damn floor sweeper you ever met. <laughs> and sure enough, I got a job that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Sweeping floors. <laughs> so, That's awesome. but it was, you know, like they said, ground floor. And, uh, and I think that relates to the, to the trait, you know, like, you got to have a certain amount of hustle and you got to have a certain amount of tenacity mm -hmm. 
and willingness to, and I think that combines with humbling. So if you're if you're willing to hustle, and you're tenacious, and uh, you, you combine all that, and you're willing to to humble yourself and be like, okay, I'll start on the ground floor. It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. successful you were at the thing before yeah. that. This is where I want to go. This is what it's going to take. By all means, that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Um, and I remember being hired at the same time with another person who was in that program I wanted to be in at the school. He was doing the motorsports vehicle. And it had to have been a test. But the the person who owned the company was pissed off because somebody had trash had come out of their truck or something as they were driving by the facility and there was trash all over the front yard. And they sent us out there to clean it up. And my first, excuse me, my first response was, cool, where are the bags? You know, like, sure. that's what you got me for. Mm-hmm. So we went out there doing it. He is absolutely complaining the entire time. Complaining the whole time. He didn't make it past six months. He was gone. And uh, I ended up being there for four and a half years and mm. worked on some incredible machines. Yeah. Wow. Right? So I think if you're willing to, you know, be okay with the fact that you're like, you may think that you belong on in the C-suite and on the top floor and, and that you should be running the whole place. But if you're also like, yeah, but I have no problem picking up a broom and sweeping up to keep yeah. it clean. That's, I think that's a huge formula for success yeah. moving forward. And you're truly earning it. Yeah, right? You need that. Yeah, I mean, your story about how you got that job kind of reminded me of another characteristic of, like, persistence. Mm. Um, The way you went about that, turning your resume in and showing up every day, being that squeaky wheel. Um, My dad told me that back when I was in high school trying to get my first job working for Ace Hardware. Um, Turned in a resume. The, you know, the cashier took my resume. The manager wasn't around. So I went home, told my dad what happened. He was like, all right, tomorrow, call back up there. I was like, well, I mean, they'll call me if I get the job. He goes, no, you're going to call back up there. So I called the next day, and the manager, similar to your story, wasn't available. The, the day after that, similar thing. So finally my dad was like, go up there. So I drove up there and uh, walked in, and the manager was working the register because he was shorthanded. I said, hey, my name is Brandon. I turned a resume in the other day. I just wanted to follow up and see if you'd had a chance to look at it. He goes, hold on. Pulled it out from underneath the cashier's desk that never got turned into him. Read it and said, when can you start? Oh, there you go. Tomorrow. And I got the job. I worked there all through high school. Um, So, I mean, I think persistence and sticking to something can get you you further along than what people think there's absolutely a co-host here who would a hundred percent agree with that <laughs> when there's a yep. will there's a way <laughs> <laughs> well like I, I i have guys in my company all the time that it's like oh well how do i how do i get a raise how do i get more money mm. well how do you bring more value to the company <laughs> Good question. yeah no 95 percent of the time it's just blank stare (laughs) and i'm like you know do you want to learn something new do you want to cross train on another process i mean we have multiple different steps at our manufacturing process so you know we're all about cross training like hey you want to learn something else cool it makes you more valuable to the company and there's only about 50 percent of people that get that Hmm. and realize that that the, the correlation of of knowledge within the company um, makes you more valuable. And so it's, it's easier for upper management to say, Oh, well, this guy can, he can do everything in this cell. Well, who do you think when we need a team lead, who are we going to look at first? The guy that can do every single thing in that cell or that area of the manufacturing facility. Makes sense. Yeah. Because he or she took it upon themselves to say, I want to be better than what I am now. Mm-hmm. and I want to further myself in this company, I need to make myself more valuable to the company. Yeah, I agree with that. And that makes I, that I, I am experiencing that with students when they turn in a project. I've had some that turn it in, and I know it's not their best work or their potential, or yeah. even if I want to push them, and I'm like, if that's what you want to turn in, then that's fine, but I think you can do better. And yeah. the ones who respond and do better generally blow even my expectations out of the water. And then you have some who are like, no, this is good enough. And I'm like, very well, we've established where you're going to ride. (laughs) (laughs) 
all right. <laughs> Just good enough is, is good enough for you. Fair enough. <laughs> That's where it's going to be then. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so this was a question. This is funny because, and, and I'll tell everybody the story. I had sent these, these four kind of leading questions, conversation building questions, and I had accidentally not put the number four <laughs> in front of the fourth one. So when you read it as a massive run-on sentence, it was absolute gibberish. Uh, but now looking at them uh, broken up, it seems to be that it makes a little bit more sense. But really, do you find, do you see a correlation, direct, indirect, whatever, from uh, your fulfillment that you personally experience in what you do and the positive growth you see in your career path or in your life? Like, is there is there a direct correlation? Is it per, is it proportional, directly, indirectly? You know, for example. I don't know. Do I need an example? Do you understand what I'm asking? No, you're going to have to draw this one in crayon. All right, cool. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) Perfect crayon. So what I mean by that is the more fulfilled, the more satisfied you are in what you are doing, like uh, as your career, as your trade, as your skill, do you see that also relate to how successful you are in your career path? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I need a bigger crayon. (laughs) (laughs) Can break out the markers. Um, Only if they're um, the um, draw and sniff. Oh, Oh, yes. yes. The orange ones. Do they have those still? I think so. Yeah, and they don't smell as good as I remember. (laughs) (laughs) My little one had a scratch and sniff sticker today that said chocolate, and I scratched it, and I was like, that ain't chocolate. (laughs) She wouldn't stop sniffing it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree. There is a, a definite correlation to, like, the more... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Do you want to take that one over? Be it's way past my bedtime. <laughs> what about you, Natasha? Well, positive growth personally or within the company is Ooh, the question. True. I mean, I think in the company for sure, yes. Because well, yeah, I mean like career like like I guess from you know career path growth, yeah. Are you seeing do you do you see that reflected like guess what I'm trying to get at is Say we're talking to somebody who's debating, you know, changing, you know, debating, saying, "Hey, this is, this is something I actually enjoy to do, enjoy doing. I think there's a way I can make a job out of this. You know, it's actually truly fulfilling, and it makes me feel better, and I enjoy what I do. But is there success in that? You know, and is that, as I get better, will I also grow in my career? I mean, I think definitely growing will always lead to open doors and being successful uh, and, and growing more. Um, you, I think every, you know, you, you just have to grow constantly mm-hmm. um, in your process. And, you know, does that necessarily result in money always? Um, sometimes it's actually kind of almost building up and then you see the effects a little bit later. Um, it, okay. it, it, it may not be at the company that you're at currently. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Right. Like that an opportunity presents itself somewhere else because of, yep. because of what you've. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, this may be a little off topic from that, but you know, some companies you may be at, there's only, you know, so many steps you can go up until you're kind of maxed out at that position. But mm-hmm if you're bettering yourself and, you know, keep trying to, to make higher strives, eventually there's got to be another door that opens up somewhere. That's what I would think too. You can make that leap somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You become more valuable, right? Right. Like Kyle said, yeah, absolutely. Um, I say that because, you know, like the discussion we were having, uh, or like the topic we were talking about earlier where I said, you know, that, uh, not not necessarily trying to chase the success, just simply being the better, you know, beating yourself, and that that relates to a leadership principle, you know, that 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 I live by, that I teach by, um, you know, called the infinite game, where you're you're never, you know, there's finite and there's infinite players in business and in life, and then the finite player is always fighting to 
beat the person beside them. Like an infinite player is, is looking straight out. Mm. They're they're looking to keep the game moving, um, and and keep everything going. And they're there just for the sake of of keeping things moving forward. A finite player is there to try to win the game. Mm. You know, so an infinite player is moving forward. Finite player is moving in an opposing direction, and you can tell that there's always one that gets frustrated. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that's that's a principle that relates to the people because the, the main thing you say in that is that your your goal is not to beat the person that you're trying to, your competitor, you're trying to beat the person you were yesterday. Yes. And be a little bit better than that person. Yes. And that everything successful will will follow along and, and find its way to you in that process. And I guess... I guess, you know, it's easy to say to try to be better at what you do, but now, now I really, I guess it's a more personal question. Like, is it, when you find more fulfillment in what you're doing, when you're like, yes, this is, I am satisfied doing this work. Like Natasha is very connected to and saying, yeah, like I've, I, I feel a certain level of completion, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, like a video game where you level up, you know, like an extra one heart at the top, like, okay, I've got more <laughs> and, and you can move forward. And I'm wondering if there is a correlation to that. Like if there is some kind of maybe psychological or, or confidence boosting or some yeah, kind of connection. there. If, if, if you're very confident or very, uh, fulfilled with what you do, it, 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 other people could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it oozes out of you essentially. Like it's, it's a very contagious thing where Graphic. you have a very positive <laughs> forward thinking person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you, um, I feel like when you take pride in something, people can see that you, you know, that is something yeah. that you enjoy. There you go. It's noticeable. Very much so. <laughs> Natasha looked at me like, yeah, I'm ready to say something that she did not <laughs> at all. So that, just let that one ride. All right. Um, Got a little ADD here. Yeah, I know. I get that. That's okay. Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, that seems like a pretty significant portion of, of discussion. That was a pretty solid and healthy discussion. Do you have, do either of you have anything else that you would want to add to the conversation that you feel like would have made a, a pertinent discussion point? I think the biggest thing is really getting to know who you are as a person Mm. and what you're good at and what drives you. Um, the more in tune with that, the quicker you can get on what I feel is a successful career path. Mm -hmm. And for me, success is, you know, it's not about numbers and money and income necessarily. It's enjoying life and enjoying what you do. And, um, I really, you know, giving back and, you know, being there for people and providing something, you feel like you contribute in this world. Yeah. And it's a really great feeling. Um, and knowing how much when you care and you let that show through your work, how many people really appreciate you. And it's, you know, it's talk about fulfillment <laughs> because it is. And, and that just makes me happy. And I can, you know carry that through in my life and, and just, um, you know, it's, you know, living life truly for what it's meant for. And, um, yeah. 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 I think I, I've seen that. I, I bring that up too, because I see that more, uh, in, in the situation I've got now, like, obviously I feel significant fulfillment in the work that I'm doing now, much, you know, probably much more than I did before. And how you affect other people. Yeah, yeah. And but then also just just the other side of that, the fact that it allows me I mean, honest to God, being a teacher gives you so much time off and so much more time with family. Uh you Does know. It? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's incredible. It's mind knowing and it's so much time and it's actually getting that much more quality time with, with family uh is really I, you know, I see it, I see that as something that's fulfilling more, you know, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And then that's translating across over there. Like I'm satisfied at home. My, my boss will tell me, you know, that you will spend more time at work with your work family often than you will at home with your home family, because yeah, you're spending more hours there. So you need to be absolutely happy when you're at work. But at the same time, when you're at home, you need to be home. And if you have chances to be home, that's where you need to be. And with your family, that's where you need to be. And you know, my wife and I, uh, you know, we talk about these things and how we, we feel about work and really it's just 
this is where it matters. And I tell my students that too. Like I'm not planning any kind of significant work when they go into Thanksgiving. I'm like, spend time with your family and be satisfied at home and be fulfilled with that you have at home. Yeah. It will translate to your work quality here. Um, and I see that, you know, I see that with what we've got going here. And, uh, and I kind of think that is a lot with what you were saying too. And then Brandon, oh God, Brandon, wake up. Brandon, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Kyle, do you have anything more to share? I don't, I, I this is, I, I really wanted to hear what, what they had to say and uh, the, the different perspectives they, they had, but I guess still similarity that they, they have very similar stories to us. Yeah, to be honest. actually. And I kind of want Natasha around more. Yeah. <laughs> she was really kind of nervous about the, the discussions, but you... Oh, dove, my palms are sweating. <laughs> you dove in. I can, but, you know, it's still a little nerve-wracking. Okay. It's all... It, but I got comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nice. Okay, well... We don't have a machine's fault because there was no fault in what we had to say today. It was a nope. <laughs> it was a season finale, so there were no errors in that. It was all stuff we wanted to share. So uh, I guess Kyle, you want to share any anything to share for the end of this? Because this is uh, this is us no, being out I, until almost spring. Yeah, no, just uh, a thank you to everyone that's listened, literally all over the world. Like we we were watching the metrics and and Brandon jokes about people listening in finland but we it's true subscribers in finland <laughs> it's actually and australia true. and south america um europe canada u.s i mean it's it's literally all over the world and it's it's super cool to, to see how well it's grown and that, that manufacturing um, really connects a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds and and everyone uh Still tolerates us for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand. Still don't know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I hear Brandon's so. wife will be chiming in. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's, I'm. I'm waiting. I keep pushing. I'm trying to get her. And I think Kyle's trying to do the same. At some point, we'll have a way to yeah. to integrate them into an episode <laughs> in here. Talk about the how the spouses have to put up with us. Oh, I just meant listening yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that hurt. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know what? With it, uh, I, th I think that's solid. So listen, with that, uh, guys, we'll be back uh, right before the holiday break talking about the, the holiday gift-giving guide. So if either of you want to share in on that, you are more than welcome to join back. I enjoyed having both of you here. I think Kyle did too. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, so we're going to do a holiday gift-giving guide. So if you guys are like, yeah, this is totally the thing you need, you need to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> That's like the spouse listening episode or significant other episode so they know what to buy. And, um, and then we will be back in the spring with fresh new episodes and probably fresh new guests and expanding on what we had already started here so i guess with that until next time uh remember it always worked in cad we'll see you take it easy